0: Artist and then to cherry picking entertainment. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it.
1: You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking
0: Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry.
1: Hey everybody, thank you for downloading another episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm excited, because this is season five of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me. Today I got my good friend. He is in the studio. In the cherry picking studios. You know him, you love him. My good friend Casey Callanan, aka Casey Kane. What's up, Casey? Hey man, good to be back in Philly.
0: How's everything with
1: you? Things are crazy, man. I feel like uh it's It's been a minute since I've done a football podcast, so I'm excited to kind of knock the rust off a little bit, talk a little bit of uh, college football, kind of get us excited for the upcoming season. 2021 was crazy. It's cool that we have like a full season again compared to the 2020 season. Yeah. And I'm excited to get into this season, but I would love to get your reaction to last year's season, 2021. Do you have any like quick thoughts or reactions to how things played out? It was an exciting
0: national championship. I don't think um, that it. What did you think? Because I, I wasn't sure that Georgia was going to pull it out there. I thought at, at the beginning of the game and, and in that first half that it was going to be another Alabama national championship. But it ended up being an amazing game.
1: It was an amazing game. It was uh, Georgia won that that game thirty three to eighteen, and it was an exciting first half. I was actually nervous because. Like Everyone was riding Georgia that season, and rightfully so. Like They went on a crazy win streak. I think they won like 12 games in a row before they lost to uh, Alabama mm-hmm. in the SEC Championship. So I'm like, there's no way Georgia is going to go to the playoffs and beat Alabama in the playoffs. And I think we recorded a podcast even, and you may have been hot on Georgia. I, I can't recall, but if you were to tell me that Georgia would lose to Bama. They got embarrassed like 41-24 to 24 in yeah. that SEC Championship game. And then a few weeks later, they're going to beat them by a pretty nice margin. I wouldn't believe it, dude.
0: Yeah, that is <clears throat> that is crazy. And I think one of the things I'm really um, interested in seeing coming up with this new season is how the NIL, is that how you say it? I always mm-hmm. see it written. Is, it, yeah. is that just how you N- say N- it? And NIL. I really am very interested to see how nil and how that changes everything like if that will if it's too early for it to have a big impact on the 2022 fall season or is are we going to start to see some of that um stuff playing out all all of a sudden you know just because now you can actually like get walk-ons paid pretty much right because like say like a car dealer in town is like I I'll pay for all. I think I've heard of it happening at BYU where they're like we'll pay for all your walk-ons to get scholarships because you know we want to support the team and it's considered like an NIL endorsement I think so like I'm just curious to see if the NIL is going to have a big impact uh, on football this year and if there's going to be a team because they have some sort of advantage like that that's going to pop up out of nowhere. And uh, I'm also interested, as a Big 12 guy, to see these waning years of Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12 and then to see how the new dogs in town, Cincinnati, Houston, and I believe Central Florida are going to be when, when the Big 12 picks them up.
1: Yeah, man, that's a lot A lot that you threw at me. And we'll start with the NIL for sure. I think we're already, like the name, image, likeness, um, we're already seeing the impact. And if you follow like social media at all, you see people on both sides of it, people that are like big names in college football, like reporters and and pundits and whatnot, but like they have very strong views. I wouldn't say like for or against, but I feel as if many folks believe that it's like not really regulated well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure like what the NCAA is doing or what individual teams are doing, but I feel like it would be in their benefit to kind of, Not put like guardrails and not like to manage it directly, but like to help these players understand the landscape of like what this means when you know you have like a Joe's Pizza or you know an auto dealership or whatever the case may be trying to give you money. These kids are young kids, you know what I mean? Like they're teenagers. To your point, like will we see it this year? I think we'll definitely see an impact of NIL this year. I'm curious if we'll see it like during the season, you know what I mean? I I don't know. But I definitely think it's changing the landscape. And I think it's good. Like, these kids need to get paid for their services. Like, they need to get paid. I'm not the guy to tell you how it should be done. That I don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, social media
0: seems to be playing a big factor. Like, if you have a big following, I think social media followers, to the brand's perspective, matters much more than the quality of play on the field. So that's why you're seeing, like, A lot of obscure type athletes who aren't necessarily even starting on the field, like getting big paydays because they have big social media followings. So I think it would behoove uh, these athletes to build up their social media following naturally. Now, does that mean they're going to take away from their dedication to the sport?
1: Yeah, that's something to be seen. I mean, what you're, what you're saying is almost like they could be a TikTok star or something. Like, they could just yeah. build their brand yeah. on their own. Well, so-and-so's
0: the fourth tight end at um, whatever school. But, man, does he have a great TikTok following and the brands are after him like crazy. Yeah, I think that's smart to use the platform of college football to better yourself financially and also have a potential career waiting for you after you're done playing football or whatever sport and then kind of you know leverage that you know so it's a good thing i think because it's giving people a platform to and a foundation for perhaps their career because as we always hear in that famous ncaa commercial you know whatever it is like 98 percent of these athletes are going to go pro in something other than sports right so this can give them a intro to marketing and even influencer marketing and how that works and, and learning the nuts and bolts of that business.
1: Yeah, and what I found interesting related to the NIL topic, this was on ESPN by Adam Rittenberg, but the WWE is like a big partner or a big uh, uh, company in trying to do this NIL and, like, use it to their advantage. Yeah,
0: that's smart. Did
1: you hear about this? Like, they announced yeah. a second class of college athletes to receive name, image, mm-hmm. likeness agreements. Yeah. So, WWE second class of college athletes receiving name, image, and likeness agreements includes the first participants in men's basketball, volleyball, gymnastics, and cheer and dance, as well as four from Power 5 football programs. A 15-member group participating in WWE's Next In Line program Will train at the Promotions Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, and receive resources in areas such as brand building and media communications. Triple H? Triple H was there at the forefront of this. And I think that's kind of cool. Like they're trying to find the next, you know, who's next up pretty much.
0: Yeah, they're going to be using the WWE, is going to be using college sports as a minor league farm system. To build their next you know pipeline of superstars that are going to come up and you know take over for maybe some of these aging superstars or whatever that may be so it's really smart for them to do that and if you look at some of the college football stars of yesteryear who have gone on to be professional wrestlers I mean it starts with Dwayne Johnson that you know Ron Simmons is the name I heard come up Bill Goldberg you mean just some Reigns? I mean, Dilo Brown played football yeah. at Maine. There's a bunch. Those are the guys that are kind of uh, that are, you know, coming to mind right now. Some basketball players, too. Kevin Nash played big time college basketball. Um, Kane did, too. Right. Did he really? Yeah, Kane yeah.
1: And, uh, and Undertaker what's did. What's the Kane's real name? The Kane. What's his, what's his <laughs> real name? Uh, I'm blanking on it. Yeah, hey, I'm going to look that up. No, yeah, there's, so there's
0: a lot. He's Trump- the governor now, right? There's a lot of uh, college stars that go on to professional wrestling. Glenn Thomas Jacobs. I didn't know that. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of... He's a mayor. It makes sense why the WWE would go towards college sports to build up their next pipeline. Yes. Totally makes sense. Now, I I would make the argument, however, just to finish the WWE thought, that the best technical wrestlers that come into professional wrestling actually have a greco-roman style amateur wrestling background like uh kurt angle actually bret hart had a uh some amateur experience and he was probably the best tech would you say brock
1: lesnar too would you say
0: oh yeah oh yeah brock lesnar very much so had a wrestling background mixed martial arts obviously too but yeah i think i think that's smart that so brands are like, they're ready to pounce. They're ready to throw a lot of money at these athletes. I'm just curious, is it too early that we'll see a big impact on the field in 2022 with these NIL
1: endorsements really flooding college sports right now? What I'm thinking about when it comes to NIL, will we see players like decide to like just stop playing because of NIL money that they were getting or like they'll want to go somewhere else? Like the transfer portal has already opened up, kind of a new kind of way of uh, college football and like athletics in general. But like with the NIL element to it, you know, I don't want to say like who's your master. Uh, I don't want to talk like that, but you know what I mean. Like when you're a college athlete, like you're paying playing for the team for the school university. But like when NIL is factored into it, yeah, it could disrupt you know I mean? a
0: lot of the team dynamic. Like so and so, you just never know the effects that it's going to have, like the unintended co- consequences. Right? If someone's making more money than you NIL-wise and you are performing better on the field, that's going to maybe create a little animosity because it's a completely different business model than how we see the players getting paid in the traditional professional ranks, NFL, CFL, etc., um yeah so like it's not like you're getting paid necessarily based on your on-field performance i really think it's more tied to social media following now the two go hand in hand right if you're an amazing player then you're probably going to have a big social media following but that always isn't necessarily the truth the, the facts right yeah and it does take time and energy to put things into your social media platforms of course you could hire people to do that work um that's always a possibility you know if you're Really like a star athlete, and um, you have that uh, kind of budget, you know, that's a possibility, but still, it's just, it, it could c- create some unintended consequences when people who aren't performing necessarily as better as someone else are getting paid more than the person that's actually performing better on the field.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, oh, this bench warmer who's got a personality is getting more money than the starting right. running back. Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah, it's interesting because,
0: I mean, you know, I don't discount. I don't like write off oh this guy's you know not great on the field but man can he create a social media following. You know if you can do that and you're not that great of an athlete or you're just not a great superstar you're not really even getting that much television time and exposure. It just means you're really good at marketing yourself and that's a really valuable skill. That's a skill. Yeah. 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 I mean look at the Jake Pauls the Logan Pauls. These guys, love them, hate them, whatever you feel about them, they move the needle and they really get people interested in what they're doing. They're masterful at marketing in this digital era.
1: They really are. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So I'm, I'm excited to see that kind of change the landscape, hopefully in a positive way. But we, we shall see. Just finishing up on the 2021 season real quick. Just wanted to throw out some things as it pertains to the Big Ten specifically because we are in Big Ten country. We're Penn State country right now. I was impressed with Michigan State's start last year. They went 8-0 before they lost to Purdue on November 6th. So they lost their first game in November, which is crazy. I think Mel Tucker did a great job kind of re-energizing that program, and he turned it around. Interested to see if they can do that again. I was really impressed by Jim Harbaugh, that he was actually finally able to put together a winner in the Big Ten, and most importantly, he beat Ohio State. He is now entering into his eighth year at his alma mater at Michigan. Casey, like, what is your outlook for for both of those programs? But like, do you think Michigan can do it again? Definitely, I think
0: Michigan is on the right track for sure. Beating Ohio State was the highlight of the Big Ten season last year. That was so exciting that they could finally do it. I, I think they're headed completely in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I would say like there's only you can only go up from there, I feel like. And if you can beat if you can beat an Ohio state who's kind of had a reign of terror over the Big Ten for quite a long time, especially over Michigan, that's like a huge thing to build on. Yeah. And so I'm rooting for him to do it. I I mean, I I think he's a fun coach. Like he's an interesting character. I'm curious to see if Michigan State can do it again and be successful. I, I think they kinda had a a down to the end of their season. I mean, they started off so hot. I like Mel Tucker. I like what he's he's done there, this defensive guy. But uh, I'm excited to see kind of how the Big Ten shapes up. I mean, there's so many storylines in college football right now coming into the season. Is there anything that you're looking forward to, Casey, or anything even about West Virginia? I mean, I know that's your your beloved Mountaineers. Like, yeah. Any thoughts on that? I
0: was looking at their schedule the other day. I don't have it in front of me, but I know they're playing Pitt on their first game of the season that's going to be exciting we'll see right away whether or not you know West Virginia is going to contend in the Big 12 this season with a non-conference matchup against Pitt I think that game is going to be in Pittsburgh but also they play Virginia Tech which you know Virginia Tech I don't think had a great year last year so We'll see if they can. Uh, yeah, is that game at Pittsburgh?
1: Yep, at, at Pitt yeah. on uh, September first.
0: Okay, and then they are at Virginia Tech as well. So they're two big non-conference oh, and at games. Texas? Yeah, Damn. but they play two huge non-conference games at the beginning of the season on September first and September twenty second. They play at Pitt on September first, and then at Virginia Tech on the twenty second. Both games will be in prime time on ESPN. And, you know, I just think they're going to struggle in at least one or two of those games. I'm really hopeful. I'll have my West Virginia flag out flying high those days. But, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, they got... They got beat pretty easily by Minnesota. I mean, completely outclassed in their last appearance on the field in that ball game. Uh, It was good to see them in a bowl uh, because for a long time last year, we didn't think they were going to even be in a bowl. But, you know, they got to Minnesota, and, man, those offensive linemen from Minnesota just run all – you know, they just – they really had their day with us, and a lot of them got drafted very high in the – and not surprisingly, those Minnesota O-linemen. But, yeah, just to wrap it up, uh, non-conference with West Virginia – They also play Towson, the Towson Tigers, which is actually, you're very close here in Philadelphia to Temple's campus, my wife and my young son, and we all live very close to Towson's campus. Um, We go walking there all the time right next to Johnny United Stadium. But that game will be in Morgantown. Obviously, they're not going to – West Virginia's not coming to Towson. But, um, yeah, so they should at least win that one against the Tigers, Towson Tigers football, who actually, you know, have had some decent success in the division formerly known as 1AA uh they actually went to the national championship game in 2013 or 14 i remember when we first uh my first move to baltimore that that time period they were in it and there was a lot of Towson alumni who had some big rooting interest in it they ended up losing that game but they had a running back named terrence west i believe who ended up playing a couple years in the NFL and did play for his hometown. I don't know if he's from Baltimore, but he did play for the Ravens for a little while. So, yeah, they'll beat up on Towson, but then they will probably struggle in those other non-conference matchups against Pitt and Virginia Tech on the road. And then, you know, you got the Big 12 schedule, and that's always brutal.
1: Yeah, your schedule, I'm just looking at it. I said Texas because that's kind of crazy to go to Virginia Tech, then you're going on the road to Texas. But do they always put the block of Texas teams like kind of together? Here? No,
0: it's just random, really. And you got one at home versus and Baylor. There, it, it hasn't, yeah, there hasn't been That's any real flow bro. to yeah. how they schedule the Big Twelve opponents. Um, there's, it's not even because we don't have a natural rival, so um, you know it's just whoever, whenever in the Big Twelve. You know.
1: Well, we shall see how West West Virginia does this year. I'm pretty big on NC State this season. I know West Virginia, your, your school nc state's my school but i'm excited for nc state i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna say they're gonna win the acc this year this is preseason talk mind you but i think they're gonna win the acc they're gonna win the atlantic division they're gonna win the acc and i think casey they're gonna make it into the playoffs i don't know if you've got your teams that you think right now will be in the playoffs but nc state's a team on my radar i'm gonna go out on a huge limb
0: okay all right that seems like a hometown prediction right there but We'll see if the guys in Raleigh can do it. A
1: lot of people are, are big on NC State right now. Like, they had a good season last year. They went 9-3 in 2021. Head coach Dave Doran, he's a guy we know. He was the NIU's coach for a while. That's right. They, you know, they did well last season, but I'm really big on this quarterback they got. His name is Devin Leary. He's oh, yeah. poised for a Heisman-like campaign. Casey, he's, he's a guy from uh, New Jersey, Gloucester Township, New that's Jersey.
0: That, that's like near Philly,
1: right? That's like right by the airport. Okay. Yeah, on the other side of the uh, of the uh, Delaware River. Oh, cool. But um, so Devin Leary, he attended Timber Creek Regional High School. I don't know if you know that high school at all. During his high school career, he set the state record for career passing yards, close to ten thousand passing yards. One hundred seventeen touchdowns during his junior year, he set the state record for passing yards and touchdowns in a season with forty eight. So I'm um, I mean NC State needs this dude and. They went nine and three last season. I'm like excited for that, that they had a good campaign. But I'm ready for NC State to turn a page in its history, and I think they're going to be one of the teams in the playoffs. Alabama, I think, is going to reload. You got quarterback Bryce Young entering into his junior year at Bama. I'm expecting to put up another Heisman like campaign. How do you feel
0: about Texas A&M?
1: They are always somebody you got to pay attention to now. Like lately, they're a team that they're always like. It's Alabama or Tech. What Texas A and M gonna do? And I feel like there's been a little bit of like a rivalry right now between uh, Nick Saban and oh, Jimbo. I haven't oh, been following time. it closely, yeah. but what are your thoughts?
0: Um, they're they're definitely like um, making headlines together right now. You know, there was a lot of stories going back and forth, but I think Texas A and M they're like the new Texas, like how Texas was in the Vince Young years. Like Texas A and M, every single year now, you have to pay attention to with all the high school talent coming out of the Lone Star State it it was like okay Texas for a while was getting all that you know the Longhorns but now for whatever reason i feel like Texas A&M has completely leapfrogged them consistently
1: yeah texas a&m has leapfrogged them and i think they've got you know that that momentum in the state of texas i would say but i find it weird and odd that like texas a&m always kind of wants to like block texas mm-hmm. and i don't mean like literally but like they just there's bad blood there and you can tell in like all these decisions about texas coming to the sec texas a&m was like you know we're not gonna vote on it or we're not gonna endorse this or support it like they just don't want to have anything to do with texas and i'm actually interested when texas goes to the sec to see like how that rivalry plays out even more you know so Alabama, I think, is a team that is going to be there at the end. I, I think Ohio State will have a bounce-back season. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what quarterback C.J. Shroud is able to accomplish in his sophomore season at Ohio State. Last season, he finished fourth in the Heisman voting. They've got a new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. He's a, He was born in Philly. He's bringing a new defensive scheme with him from Oklahoma State. That defense was atrocious last season, if you all remember, watching them kind of flounder opportunities CJ Stroud, kind of, from the first game of the season, he rebounded and like grew up quickly, and he's somebody that I'm expecting to help this team. I am excited to see what that defense can do, because if the defense can can put it together in this new scheme, which will feature a lot of moving parts, hopefully equating to more blitzing and more sacks, you know, more wins and being more dominant in the Big Ten. I think Ohio State will be there at the end. NC State, as I said, I think is a team that'll be there. And just a wild card that I'm going to throw out there, dark horse, I think Iowa is going to be in the playoffs this season. Wow, okay. So I'm going out on a limb here. This is the preseason, my first podcast episode of, of the season. So, you know, don't kill me if this doesn't Yeah, I mean, take a out. pick.
0: It's either going to be I, – I always feel like you have Ohio State, Michigan, and then there's always one other Big Ten team that steps it up, like challenging for the title, and it's either going to be Wisconsin – it's either going to be Iowa, Michigan State, and... What about
1: Northwestern? Never. Chicago's Big Ten team. Not, not,
0: not after the last season, but you never know. I mean, I just, I don't know if they, I don't know. I just feel like they don't have the resources to compete with those big state schools like Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State. But I was going to say maybe Minnesota, even Duh. though they lost a lot yeah, of talent. Yeah, rode the boat, they man. They lost a lot of talent,
1: but... Real quick, I did just, I wanted to talk real quickly about Temple Football. That's a team that I'm going to be looking forward to watching some games uh, because they do have a new head coach, a real-ass head coach, I feel like, Stan Drayton. This is his first stop as a head coach at Temple, but this guy's had a long career. Uh, he's a running backs coach, formerly running backs coach. He was with the Bears even. They're doing a lot of – there's a lot when of – When last year? Texas. Oh, he's a- yeah, Texas guy. Okay. He's doing a lot of movement. I guess his team is coming together. A lot of transfers coming in. Coaching staff is you know making changes there as well and bringing people in. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm excited for some games coming up here. Casey, on September 3rd, we got to watch that Illinois State game at Wisconsin. We gotta we gotta watch that man. Okay. My Redbirds playing Wisconsin at Camp Randall, which should be fun. Nice. September fourth, you got Florida State versus LSU. I'm excited to see what Florida State can do. A new look LSU uh, with your guy Brian Kelly mm. from Notre Dame, formerly. Uh, September 10th, we got Texas versus Alabama. I'm not really expecting much from Texas this season, but it's always interesting to get. You're talking about some like blue blood. How do
0: you think the Irish will be without Kelly?
1: I'm I'm excited for that new regime at Notre Dame. Like I, I wanna see what they can do. I mean, I feel like Brian Kelly did as much as he was going to do at Notre Dame for he was there for like over a decade, I wanna yeah, say. Well, he's there for a while, yeah. yeah, so it's like it's time for somebody new to come in and, and inject some new blood and new life into the program. So I'm excited for the the new head coach. But I mean I'm excited overall for college football. I think it'll be fun season. Um Casey, I appreciate you hopping on the on the mic here. Mm-hmm. Um do you have a one bold prediction or you already did it So maybe not a bold prediction but like a storyline that I'm looking forward to is seeing how USC does under Lincoln Riley mm. So he's a new head coach from mm. Oklahoma he kind of just like bounced The Trojans went 4 and 8 last season they saw Clay Helton get fired I want to say like after the second game of the season Yeah he was gone early Yeah he he got ousted pretty early the first like major disruption to a head coach last season some are optimistic that Riley can walk in and turn the program r- around right away. There are a lot of transfers that came with him, a lot of players that flocked to to Lincoln Riley. So I'm hoping it translate it uh, translates into something meaningful. Yeah. Because I feel like USC is a program that you got it's gotta be you know gotta be hot. Like they gotta be a good program.
0: I thought it was always interesting that you like college football better than pro football, but I recently learned when I was reading this book that in the back in the day like the most popular sports in america and we're talking i don't know maybe like the 40s was baseball boxing horse racing and then college football i think i think that's what it was and then it was like after that it was like golf tennis pro football hockey like way down so there was a time when college football was more popular than NFL, and I think you can make the argument these days, pretty much neck and neck. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah. If you go around the country, some parts of the country, like where my in-laws live in Pensacola, Florida, they don't care at all about pro football. They're Florida State. Uh, it's like a, it's like a mix of, That's a bunch cool. of different teams. Yeah, Alabama, Auburn. Oh right. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. I mean, I think more. I think a lot of the part of the country. I don't know if it's more than fifty percent, but. It's pretty much like college football, NFL. I mean, any part of the USA, they pretty much are like neck and neck, take a pick.
1: Like maybe one of these years, or one of these days, we can get go on a road trip, and I, I want to go to those parts of the country where college football is everything. So like, I'm talking like Lincoln, Nebraska, or like you know, an Alabama game or something. Yeah. You know I just I, mean?
0: I like Pensacola as an example because it's a, because there's no team in Pensacola, so it. it, it but but by far they like college. football.
1: it's crazy i'm i'm excited this is getting me pumped for the season it's almost here i'm pumped too i'm glad that you were able to come on the mic because i feel like casey you actually start my seasons off oh i think every every season this is the fifth season of the cherry picking podcast i'm excited for you all to uh listen to this episode and listen to the to the season i mean i'm excited to get back into my regular shape again of, of doing these so Appreciate you all listening to the episode. Casey, I appreciate you coming all the way up from Bmore. more Definitely. Tell the tell good people where they can find you, man.
0: Find me at clearcontender.com. Clearcontender.com.
1: Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you guys have a good one. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye, <laughs> Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode... Please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickinsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.